Hi, this is Molly. And hey, it's Ethan. And you're listening to Personally, Personally, I I wouldn't. Wouldn't. Because we wouldn't. Even though we probably have. Why isn't it working? Are we going? Okay, yeah. Um, No, honestly, the fire, like was such a good idea. I think this is going to be perfect. Isn't it so cozy and cute? No, this feels, you know what this feels like? It feels like we're like having like an Oprah interview. Like we're having like a serious sit down. Or what's her face? Drew Barrymore? Yeah. Oh, okay. Honestly. I love her. She's the new Oprah. No, I think she is the new Oprah. Yeah. Because she's not like, she's not like attention seeking. She's like genuinely there to like make people feel good. She's so cute. She's like a little mom. I like, I want to be best friends with her. Yeah. So you saw Saltburn. What did you think? Oh my god. Okay, yeah. Wait, also, did you hi it? everyone, by the way. Hi, yeah. um, welcome to Personally welcome I Wouldn't. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I we went out last night, got back from the bars at like three, because it was mm-hmm. Shaylin's birthday, like, oh, having yeah. fun. Um, but like, this whole time, this like, sexy bisexual man was like following us around. I was trying to, t- I told you a little Love bit earlier. It. Yeah. Well, we think he was bisexual. Yeah. Because he like, flirted with literally all of us. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just, like, jokey flirty, like, with the guys. It was, like, like you could tell. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know when you can tell that, like, someone's, like, attracted to you? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the level of eye contact, the smiling. Like, there's very obvious signs. Yeah. And then he, like, bought us all a drink. Like, literally all five of us. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, are we having an orgy? <laughs> like, this is fucking weird. Like, anyway. Yeah. No, but we go back to the a house at like 3 Mm a.m and this girl who i met like last night and was like also like this is insane like i don't want to out anyone but like she was like walking down the streets of little italy in san diego with her breasts out like who is this shaylin's friend (laughs) one of shaylin's friends oh which like (laughs) i don't know if we should even say that no i was like I want to be her. Yeah. You know how I always say titties out? Yeah. She actually had titties out. Oh, God. No, like, areolas <gasps> in open air. What? Yes. <laughs> no, like, just standing there. Oh, my God. And I was like, do I look at them? Do I not look <laughs> at look them? them? I was like, I like, I, you know when you like, someone's naked, though, and they want you to look? Sure. <laughs> no, but, like, you know when, like, someone is like, wants like the attention from it like i like i was like wasn't trying to like be rude by like not giving her the attention but i was like i don't want to look at your breasts i don't think you were her target audience but no i think (laughs) that's the thing though like i think i was oh like she wants compliments no she wanted to have sex with me what yes and like honestly i would love for her to come on and dispute that (laughs) But, like, maybe that's just her personality. But, like, it was just, like, very, like, overtly sexual. Yeah. And, like, I'm like that a lot, too. But, like. Even for you, it was too much? Well, I was just, like, I'm gay. Like, where do you think this is going? (laughs) Like, it was very clear, too. Maybe she just, she wanted a compliment. I mean, I won't lie. I looked great. Yeah. But I was also not up for anything. Yeah, you guys all looked great. This is not, like, you're barking up the wrong tree. (laughs) literally you're like let me help you yeah like there's like a plethora of straight men here who would like love did you watch saltburn with her oh my god yeah so anyway so off topic but we went back and we like she was like raving about it because she was like you have to watch saltburn it's so good um she thought it was good wait that's hilarious no yeah i was like i I mean i thought it was good but i wouldn't like say that as the first thing well yeah because i was like i've seen all these tiktoks that are like it's so disturbing like it's 
devastating like everyone who goes to see it is like that's not at all what i was expecting like, it's disturbing it's yeah crazy yeah and she was like no i loved it like it was so yeah. good and i was like mm. but like i think that tells you like the mental state of this woman <laughs> like okay but to be fair like i fell asleep before like the craziness went down i think no when did you fall asleep well i watched it's like a lot it's kind of a slow start like it's a, yeah it's a long lead-in but like i but watched it's Jacob the part Lordy. where like i know and he's hot but like i was kind of like is he gay? Is he not gay? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was losing interest it. quickly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, is he going to, like, pound this little twink? <laughs> like, what's happening? So, we, like, we're watching it. And at a certain some point, I doze off. But, like, I we watch up to the point where, like, he goes to the guy's house. He moved in. And they, like, yeah. boot out that, like, redheaded woman. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, like, her. the very beginning. No, that's, like, the first 40 minutes of the movie. Oh my gosh! Maybe it well, felt so much happens after that. Was, but like, I gotta, I gotta finish watching. Did it. you get to the bathtub scene? Yes, where he like slurps the water yeah, yeah, yeah. out of the bathtub. That did was you get appalling. to the vampire scene? Vampire scene. Oh, you didn't get there. There's vampires. <gasps> oh, I gotta get into that. Should we? <laughs> There's watch one it? vampire. We should do an episode where we like react to it like live on the air. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, the last like the most disturbing scene. You'll be like, oh lord. Also, spoilers. But you've seen Hereditary and Midsommar. No. Yes. I've seen Hereditary. I was so, like... I wish I had never seen that movie in my life. I wish I had never seen it either. And that's why I didn't watch Midsommar. Because I knew it was yeah, going to be the similar. same vibe. I don't think Midsommar is as bad as Hereditary. Really? Hereditary's worse? Yeah. Hereditary's worse. Fuck. Well, anyway. I just, Saltburn like, is, like, the same. Like, they really just try to gross you out. Um, but it's not as bad as either okay. of those. It's, yeah. like, much more mild. It seemed a lot more tame. It's much like, more Hereditary, mild. Hereditary, from the first five minutes, is, like... You're, like, what is going on? This is too much. Yeah, it's like watching a car crash, but you can't look away. Oh, it's so bad. It's so... I have no desire to watch those types of movies ever yeah. again. I watched it on a date. It's... Oh. <laughs> on a first date. Who's, <laughs> whose idea was that? That was... um. Gotta be the guy. It was his... Yeah, but yeah. I don't think either of us had seen it. Uh, Do you know okay. who that so was? you didn't know what you were getting into. That was Bay Area Boy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sexy mm-hmm. older Bay Area Boy. Yeah. And not older, like old, but like older. Older. Yeah. Um. Okay. So today, what are we? We're also, I don't want to like call you out, but why is your tongue yellow? Because I was drinking the Goldie with turmeric in it. Is it yellow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop sticking your tongue at me. You look like a little lizard. A <laughs> <The> gecko. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, yeah, we should get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. But um, mm. anyway, long story short, crazy night. Yeah. I got to go back and watch Saltburn because Jacob Elordi is fine. And, like, you saw I that. watched him slurp the, like, bath water out of the tub. And I was like, honestly, Honestly, insane. yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it that crazy? I was that. But also, like, I'm gay. Like, that's, like, doesn't phase me in the least. <laughs> like, I know the straight people in the audience were, like, clutching oh their pearls. Yeah, yeah. Like, calling the, like, police. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, he just drank the bath water. But, like... <laughs> That was just a Tuesday night for me, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's like, just a Tuesday. It's literally, just, like, yeah. Anyway, but you know, <laughs> but you know, you know, I still want that candle that says Jacob Elordi's bathwater. I have you seen it? I think I sent yeah, it to I you. Yeah, I really it's want like, it. Like, someone made a candle and like is promoting it or selling it on Instagram, mm-hmm. and the like, the like, you know how they like have the like label on the candle, yeah, and it's literally just says like the scent is like Jacob Elordi's yeah. bathwater. Did I tell you about my New Year's? No. Where I was oh, like you were sick. Well, fighting you were sick, fighting right? the bouncer. 
No, what? In my pajamas? Oh, uh, yeah, you did a little okay. bit. Okay, should I tell it here? Yeah, what the hell? So, quick story time. Um, and then I'll tell you about my new, new Year's, which leads into the topic, actually. So that's a perfect Okay, segue. perfect. That's a so perfect really segue. quick. Um, it's January 6th, so yeah, we have new to Year's. head to the Capitol in a couple minutes. But, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, it's the 7th. That's fake news. Wrong day. Sorry. What, is today the 7th? Yeah, I, I don't even so. know what day it is. Anyway, um, it was just okay. New Year's. So what happened? So it was just New Year's. My sister was visiting me. Um, we had this whole plan to go out, but I got a horrible fever that night like 103 and she was like plying me with Tylenol like trying to get me to go out and I was like I literally don't feel good like I'm gonna pass out but while also, I'm doing like, my makeup yeah and you're someone who has like you will grin and bear it and like you yeah like I know you so like I know that it has to have been bad for you to be it like, was bad I'm not going out I was like she would walk in and when I was New doing Year's. my makeup it's not like it was just a Friday like yeah. you don't want to miss out I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to miss out. She had, like, visited me. I felt really bad. And then, so, I was like, okay, like, I will get dressed with you. Like, I'm already have my makeup on and everything. I will get dressed with you and then, like, go with you to the bar, walk you in, like, find a cute guy for you to, like, talk to you the rest of the night. And then I will dip out and come pick you up. Yeah. And she was like, good plan. Because she goes to the bar, like, by herself all the time. Yeah. Like, this isn't unheard of. Um, so that's sweet though. That's like you're such a good wing woman. Yeah. So we go and I'm like just standing there and I'm like, I'm gonna pass out. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> like, please. I just kept begging her. I was like, Can I leave yet? Yeah. And she was oh, like, so you did go to the bar. Yeah, for like 10 minutes. Oh, okay. No, I didn't um, even know this. Okay. And it was like really early so that we could get in. Um, it was at the Whaler, the like one of the most popular bars. Don't in tell Newport. them where you go, they're gonna find you. Oh, I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> I embarrassed myself. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Oh, yeah, well. Well, not really, we'll but I made a scene. Um, So we go, and then I find her guy, and she's like, okay, I'm good. And then, like, my mom is, like, freaking out. She's like, you need to pick her up at 1230. You need to set an alarm Your and mother, wake up. What, what is she so worried about? Like, I don't, she's, like, worried about Allie being out, like, by herself. And I was like, she's, she's a 30, 36-year-old woman. Like, she knows woman. what she's doing. Like, what? Yeah. That was weird. So um, then, like, I go to sleep, like, sleep through New Year's, wake up at 1230, like, text her, call her. She's not answering. And I'm like, okay, she's probably making out with this guy, whatever. I'll wait until, 100%. like, the bars are closed at 130 mm-hmm. and then, like, call her. And so I, like, go to sleep. I get a call at, like, 140 a.m. from a random phone number. And it's my sister. And she says, I don't know where I am. I don't know where my purse or my phone is. What? And I don't know what to do. <laughs> And I was like, okay, stay right there. So I'm literally in my pajamas. A better sibling and a better person than me. Because if I had gotten that call, I would have been like, all right, good luck. Love you, love you, sweetie. Like, wish you the best. Yeah. Um, so I'm like Let me know if you're alive tomorrow. Yeah. I look at the time, it's like 1.40. And I know that they're gonna close the bar at like two. Yeah. And like we're not gonna be able to get her purse. And the problem is that um she, I feel like I'm exposing my sister oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, but the problem was she had to catch a flight the next day. So, um, I was like worried that if we didn't find her purse, she wasn't going to be able to catch her flight at like 9am. Oh yeah. Well, you have um, to have your ID. Cause you have to have your ID. Yeah. So I like rush over to the bar as fast as I can and like go, I like, don't even like park my car. It's like in the middle of the street. I jump out of the car when I see her yeah. and she's like, I don't know where my purse is. And I'm like, okay. So I like go up to the bouncers and I'm like, 
can we look like go inside and look for it? And they're like, no, no, no. Like we already looked for it. Like it's not here. The bouncers there are douchey though. They were Do you remember assholes. when we went out for your birthday and they like, I think Haley or someone left her bag in there and they Dude, like wouldn't let us go back assholes. in either. Yeah. I mean, granted, like everyone in our life has an issue with abandoning yeah, yeah, yeah. their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel for them, but they were like really giving us a hard time. I was literally in my pajamas, like with my retainer in, no makeup. <laughs> retainer, and, not the retainer. And I was like, listen. I like looked him in the face. I was like, listen, I don't want to be here. Look at me. I don't want to be here either. Please, sir. Just let me inside. Yeah. And then he was like, no. And I pushed past what? him. Oh my God. I pushed past him and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't try to push past <laughs> whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What was that? It was like, you're doing like a, is he from New Jersey? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where do you think you're going, honey? And so then he like gets distracted or whatever. Somebody pulls him away. I like bust through the doors and then this other bouncer stops us and i look at him like i'm begging you please just find her purse she has to catch a flight tomorrow he's like okay so then yeah they were like we want to get her out like out of the state yeah (laughs) please just leave ma'am get her out (laughs) and then um i had to like go move my car because it was literally in the middle of the street like while they were looking for it and then by the time i get back like ali's like i feel my purse and i'm like where was it she's like i don't know (laughs) oh wait so she didn't even go into the bar with you no, she did, but we were, like, at the entrance, and, like, oh, they had to look. she found it? No, they looked for it. They wouldn't oh. let us go look for it. What the hell? Yeah. I don't know. It was crazy. And then, so, I, like, was, you know, fighting people outside this bar, like, in my pajamas. I look at my Instagram story the next day. The guy I had been talking to for the past month with, that I, like, cut off ties yeah. with, mm-hmm. um, like, a couple days before, was literally at the bar that night. And he texted me, like, out of the blue the next day. So I'm, like, pretty sure that he saw me, like, fighting people in my pajamas. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny. That is hysterical. <laughs> You're probably on, like, so many Instagram stories. Yeah. And then some guy was like, who's this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard him say, because I was like. <laughs> you said that, actually? Yeah. Yeah. This guy behind me was like, who's this bitch? Oh, yeah. And then. <laughs> Some, like, guys were trying to help us, and I literally put – I was so done with yeah. everything. Yeah. I literally put my hand in his face and, like, gave him the look, like, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> that – oh, my – okay, honestly, I think you're part of the problem, the fact that you did that. But, like, I know, I know it has to be severe for you I was there. very angry. So yeah. you were, like, honestly, don't – but it's, like, it's so stupid. Like, the sooner she gets her stuff, the sooner it's, like – out of your hair like you don't have to worry about it yeah like otherwise she's just like you're gonna have to come back tomorrow like be a person about it you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. ugh, i'm so over people like not like just people are respecting other people's like needs my pet peeve is when people have like some kind of tiny authority and then they just like exacerbate it and they're like i am basically oh, a cop my God. i'm like Shut up. you're not a cop literally like, calm down even i mean cops do it too like, yeah, that's opening a whole other can of worms. But like, it's like you are not God. Yeah, you're just not. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what's your story? We're like 15 minutes into the episode <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the topic. What's um, your story? This is my years episode. went a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had just had my birthday, which was really fabulous. Like me and Molly, Molly came up like, and I was kind of hosting it with my cousin Shailene because she has her birthday like a week later so we like thought it'd be fun to host like a dinner party do friends everything Mm -hmm. and this was also the first time that my boyfriend was like gonna meet my family Mm -hmm. and we've been dating like 11 months 
at this point. So like it was kind of a big step. And for me, like I'm like very close with my family. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah, just we're like are. a click. We are. And like you either get the vibe or you don't get the vibe. And I hate to say that because it sounds it's so true. stupid. But like I genuinely think in relationships, like if your significant other like doesn't fit with your family, it's a, it's a yeah. re- like honestly for me a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. Not for every like I get that that's not a deal breaker for everyone, mm-hmm. but because our family is like so tightly interwoven and like mm-hmm. we just like are so involved in each other's lives mm-hmm. that like if he didn't like mesh well with everyone, I would have known that like we couldn't be together long term. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was. I was low-key, like, having a panic attack about it. Like, mm-hmm. the day that he flew in. Oh, you're he lives so on nervous. The East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I don't really stress about stuff. Like, you know me. Like, I'm kind of just, like, roll with the punches. Yeah. But, like, this was something that I was, like, holy shit. Like, this is, like, could make or break us. hmm Sufficient to say he met my family that night. Like, we had, like, an incredible night of just, like, talking. Like, he brought my grandma, like this ornament from the white house oh, because that's so sweet. he like has access to that since yeah. he works for the government and it was like a special like unique ornament mm-hmm. and he just like won her over and she's like a hard one to like mm-hmm. tie down she's like a tough cookie she is like mm-hmm. she also has very high standards for like her expectations for others and so yeah. i was kind of nervous to see like how he would just be with her, like, mm-hmm. like all of us. Like, I think everyone in our family is, like, a pretty good judge of character. Yeah. Because um, we're just, like, real people. Like, mm-hmm. we don't, like – We don't bullshit. We really don't Cut to bullshit. the chase. We yeah. cut to the chase. And, like, we can tell when someone is not on that wavelength, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, he did such a fabulous job. Like, he had a heart-to-heart with my mom. Mm-hmm. And they, like, were, like, crying. It was just, like, he, like, genuinely was, like – past with flying colors do you see me shivering yes i'm like you're like shaking I'm right like now physically shaking are you I cold think i don't know what it is honestly like i'm having like a, some my kind of nervous breakdown yeah we're cuddling on the couch yeah um but basically it just like it made me see that like he was the like person that i could actually spend my life with oh and like i think part of me was like holding back from like fully loving him like yeah to the full extent that i knew i could mm-hmm. until i knew like how he would be with my family and yeah everyone. that's a huge piece of it because it's so and for me especially like we're like it's just so make or break mm-hmm. and he's like that too like he's comes from a big family and so like mm-hmm. i know that we like have those shared values mm-hmm. which like sounds dumb like i don't i'm not even someone who really wants kids yeah but, like it was very so but it's still important. But in a weird way, that makes it, like, more important to me. That yeah, you the get family that you do family have. that I do have. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're kind of, like, it for life for me. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we'll see. Like, you never know. But, um, but yeah, he did, like, an amazing job. Everyone loved him. Honestly, like, made such a good impression. Mm-hmm. And two days later, <laughs> we broke up. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it honestly, like... It's something that, like, I was kind of felt like I had to do. Like, I was backed into a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot to get into. Like, I've told, like, I called Molly, like, the minute it happened. And yeah. just, like, fucking bawled my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still very raw. 
This like this was literally like and four days ago. Just so you know, Ethan never ever cries. Yeah. I think that was the first time I've ever heard him cry. Yeah. In my life. And I was like, what is going on? Were you mauled by a bear? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Which like I don't want to like have this be like a heavy thing, but like yeah. I genuinely like have never felt that level like emotional just like devastation. Like it, it literally yeah. was devastation. And we were just talking about how um it was it's just so interesting like to see you experience this i feel like awful for you i know exactly how you feel and i wouldn't wish that on anybody no neither it's would truly, i it's truly like horrible it's truly the worst thing that you can experience um but we were just it's really interesting um to like see how you've handled it i think you've handled it really well like we can talk about it a little bit more yeah, yeah. but just for you because you're we were talking about like how you are such a wise person like everybody has always gone to you for advice um even I mean, though you i would didn't never have... like characterize myself like that like I <laughs> well everyone in our family does true. um even though you have never you had never been heartbroken like you still gave amazing advice and we were saying it's because like our emotions you and i have dealt with like being numb and like cutting yes, off our emotions. Okay. Which is something, yeah, I'm grateful that you brought that up because mm -hmm. you're right. Like I think that you, mm -hmm. honestly, maybe even like, I don't know, what do you think sparked that? Do you think it was losing your dad? I think that. Like you just compartmentalized for things me, no? Um, Yeah, I realized at a young age, I was like, oh, if I just turn my like feeling off, I don't have to be sad. <laughs> Which and it's is like, really unhealthy. <laughs> no, it's very unhealthy, but I think it's very common. Yeah. Like a lot of people do it. And I did that for like years. Like literally you probably the learned first it from me. 18 years of my life. Honestly, I probably did learn some of that from you because yeah. we like grew up very close together. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it too was like being in the closet. Mm -hmm. Not that I was even like, because for a lot of like being in the closet when I was younger, like I didn't even really know I was gay, but I could tell mm -hmm. that there was certain parts of myself that like were unokay like not okay to show yeah you know what i mean you like you hid it from yourself you hid it yeah i was hiding it from myself exactly yeah. like that was such a good way to put it because mm -hmm. i felt like as long as i didn't like see it or recognize like those feelings i wouldn't have to address it yeah it's an avoidance tactic yeah yeah i was gonna say that when by doing that you become we were talking about this earlier like you become a better person to give advice because you can give the most objective opinion yeah because um, you're unemotional because you're unemotional and you're cut off and you're you can just look at it from um all the different perspectives like unemotionally and then objectively decide what the best solution is whereas like my sister who's like very emotional we were saying um she can give good advice but like we have always i mean when I think about like somebody who's very wise that I just want an objective opinion, like the first person I think of was would be you. Yeah. Like even in high school, you were like that. Yeah. And Allie does give good advice, but hers is always like based off of her experience, like her emotions and like her perspective. And that's not necessarily sometimes like what I need. Well, it can be so, valuable. It's just not always like the most like here are the facts yes you know what i mean that which is how you have been and yeah. so it's been interesting to watch you go through this because like 
you would assume from the great advice you've given in the past that you have had experience, but you haven't. So it's just like everybody's like, oh, we forgot that Ethan has like not been through something like this before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like this is like a whole nother thing. But I think part of why I did that was because when I was younger, I had like a pretty serious illness. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really even like talking about it because it's like so in the past, like it doesn't yeah. really affect me anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think I like internalized that as a, as a kid mm -hmm. and thought that like, oh, I have to be strong to get through this because mm -hmm. I was so scared of like that I would die. Like I mm -hmm. genuinely thought I was going to die. Yeah. And I was like, I just have to be brave and get through this. Mm -hmm. And I think I just like held on to that even after the illness went away. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was the root of me, like, cutting myself off You from couldn't my be own scared. Feelings. You, yeah. You, wanted, you were trying to survive. And then I did that as, like, a survival tactic. But mm -hmm. then people started to, like, admire me for my, like, quote-unquote strength. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everybody would always say, like, you're so strong. Yeah, you're, you're so wise. Yeah, so, like, wise, strong, all those things, mm -hmm. which is, like, validating that, like, toxic coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because at the end of the that. day, it's, like, it is toxic and I was mm -hmm. just like I wasn't dealing with those feelings I was just avoiding them yeah like the fear that I was gonna die or like all of those things that were like really severe like mm -hmm. serious emotions like I wasn't really processing them I was just avoiding it mm -hmm. and basically why I'm like bringing this up is that I realized my boyfriend was still doing that for mm -hmm. his previous relationship mm -hmm. and he had been married before like I don't want to like speak like that's not really my place to discuss that like I don't claim to fully understand that nor mm -hmm. do I like feel like it's even my place anymore now that we aren't together to like unpack that for him or like go through that like that's mm -hmm. between him and his ex-husband mm -hmm. but long story short they separated like four months before i met him mm -hmm. and they were together for like 15 years mm -hmm. and i didn't realize that fully like until just this last month that like how fresh of a wound that was for him mm -hmm. and because he like seemed so like past it and like i've moved on like i don't like mm -hmm think about it like I'm like genuinely in a better place which is something that I can relate to because I felt like oh like I've had stuff in my past but like you let go like you feel it and you move on yeah but what I hadn't realized was that like he just hadn't dealt with it yet you know what I mean mm -hmm. like he had like let go of their life together and I don't think it wasn't that like he had feelings for his ex like I know that like they were done like I didn't yeah. I was never jealous. I'm not a jealous person. Like, even yeah. if he did have feelings for his ex, like, that's something that I would have been okay with. I think it's normal. I think it's normal. I think it's normal. Like, when you love someone that Healing deeply is not and you linear. share your life with them for, like, 10 years, mm -hmm. of course you're going to have feelings for them. Like, of yeah. course you're going to still, like, part of you will still love them. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was just wanted him to know that, like, that was okay. Mm -hmm. And he could, like, still be that person that like loved him yeah and loved me at the mm -hmm. same time and I think that like he took that to mean that like 
he wasn't over his ex, which mm-hmm. is not what I was trying to say. Yeah. But I know now that, like, he not processing, like, his avoidance of processing the trauma from that relationship and, like, just, like, feeling the pain of it, like, mm-hmm. put a wall between us mm-hmm. because he, like, refused to talk about it or bring it up. And mm-hmm. it just made me feel so distant from him. Like, that was, like, 10 years of his life that he, like, wouldn't really discuss. This reminds me of, like, what we were saying earlier. Ethan and I had a little heart-to-heart before recording this. Yeah. Um, AKA, I had a breakdown. <laughs> is, like, you were saying that you want to be fully authentic and, like, fully yourself in a relationship. Yeah. And Because I want the person like, to, like, genuinely know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounds like you didn't feel understood but at the same time it also sounds like can i say that no of course not okay sorry we'll i'll that bleep out. it out <laughs> my god i slept well it's fine um we'll bleep it out uh, you should come up with an alias james james it also sounds like um james was not being fully honest with himself and fully genuine um which is like another yeah. requirement like you can there's a problem of like trying to fit someone else's mold um and not being genuine to yourself but there's also a problem of like not being authentic with your with yourself and it's and not like, like he was trying to fit your mold it's like he just genuinely was not being honest with himself in his life and not just in the was. relationship like i know what's hurt about it so much is that like i know he wasn't doing anything to like hurt me intentionally mm-hmm like, he didn't – he was someone who would never, like, want that. Like, I mm-hmm. I still have the, like, the deepest respect for him and, like, love and admiration for him. Like, I think mm-hmm. he's genuinely, like, one of the best people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so kind, so mm-hmm. caring. I just wish that he, like, would show himself that kindness and, like, mm-hmm. give himself the grace mm-hmm. to be sad and, like – feel the feelings and like accept the loss that he's endured yeah and i think that like sometimes when you have feelings that are that big Mm -hmm. it's easier to just like put them in a box in the back of your mind and ignore it because i know like grieving this relationship and like the life that we've had to get like i thought we would have together it broke me like Mm -hmm. i've never been in a place where I was so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I, it was literally like... I'm sorry. My heart broke. Mm-hmm. And like, I like hearing that, I, like I would always hear that and be like, oh my God, honey, I'm so sorry. Like, But you don't understand. And it's something that you genuinely can't explain to someone mm-hmm. until they've experienced it themselves. Like yeah. they, they, there's no way that they'll ever understand it fully unless yeah. that they've gone through it. And in a weird way, he hadn't even gone through it himself mm-hmm. because he, he hadn't, hadn't let himself feel. Because he hadn't like let himself feel the emotion. Feel your feelings. Feel your feelings. Like Honestly. I know that they say that, but like in my opinion, like you'll never fully be over something or like heal. You'll mm-hmm. never heal from yeah. the pain of losing someone or like a breakup or like a loss or a yeah. death. If you don't feel it, like you have to just like sit with the pain for a minute Mm -hmm. and be like, this sucks so badly. Yeah. And like, 
I feel like I'm gonna die. Like, the- I, like it sounds so like melo- like dramatic and like mm-hmm. hyperbolic to say that, mm-hmm. but I it's genuinely really felt like I was like dying. Like the pain, it was physical. Yeah, because it's so it was scary mm-hmm. to like lose that like sense of love and security mm-hmm. and like it just changes you i have a, a couple points yeah. so the reason that it's so like the reason that feeling your feelings is necessary and healing is because it's your body's natural way to like get your thoughts and your emotion out of your body yeah and like the times in my life when i have been heartbroken and like just devastated um after boy number one you know was probably initially it's so interesting because like initially after that happened i was devastated heartbroken and then i kind of forced myself to forget yeah and then we had like a rekindling later and i felt like after that rekindling ended it was even more traumatic and devastating than the first time and I really like remember one time we were like sitting in the car and I just like burst into tears. Yeah. I that was, was me. Like I've literally cried more tears in the past like four days than I have in like my entire life. Yeah. But I after that was over, I felt I feel like I'm finally past it. And it's yeah. like healing is not linear. And also there's a book by Bessel van der Kolk. He wrote The Body Keeps the Score. And it's all about how like trauma and emotions are stored in your body and how like people who don't cry and they just do what we did when we were younger and just like be numb and turn it off. They have a lot of um, health issues because you're keeping that within your cells and you're like raising your cortisol levels. And there's a quote by him. proven that like cortisol, cortisol, which is like the drug or the hormone that's like released Uh when you experience stress. Mm-hmm. literally like shortens your lifespan like yes and people who experience higher levels of stress are more like susceptible to cancer like autoimmune diabetes, diseases all of these mm-hmm. autoimmune diseases it's yeah, really anyway. bad it kills it's like a serious stress phenomenon kills. yeah yeah anyway sorry so he like just talking about this reminded me of a quote by him he said um the greatest sources of our suffering are the lies we tell ourselves so that's just like we were saying with james and with you oh no don't sorry i'm like <laughs> tearing up Uh, we said we wouldn't cry this is a heavy episode it is like i'm sorry guys i promise like we'll get back to our usual delusionalness but (laughs) i think this is needed fresh and like i i wanted to share it and talk about it because i do think like that quote captured like the situation perfectly yeah and honestly like what the most painful thing to me about our breakup was Mm -hmm. was that he was like prolonging his own pain and his mm-hmm. own suffering by holding on to it and like avoiding it and not mm-hmm. just like facing it. Mm-hmm. And I like, I finally realized that was like why he like never wanted to talk about his ex, like never wanted to like, yeah, do those things. And he was like an incredible boyfriend in like so many other ways, but he was so like laser focused on the future mm-hmm. and like our life together. Mm-hmm. Which was like it's a so validating. It was so validating and like comforting for me to know like he was like all in mm-hmm. and like wanted that. But I know now that like part of it was him distracting himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the pain. Like he 
I could see it in his eyes, like when we were breaking up, mm-hmm. that he had all of this pain, like inside that he just mm-hmm. like was like, like it was just like was like I felt and I, part of me like literally blamed myself, like I yeah. felt guilty mm-hmm. for like adding to that pain, yeah, by leaving and yeah. not staying, even though like all I wanted to do was like hug him and stay there with him and mm-hmm. be with him because he like I just saw him like carrying that burden mm-hmm. and I just like I know what that's like mm-hmm. but I like if I had decided to stay with him and like and just like say that it's okay for him to like keep that inside and not mm-hmm. like confront his feelings I would have been complicit like I would have yeah. been to blame for him like holding on to that pain because I would have been accepting it Mm -hmm. and like and you would have it would have created resentment in the end like later on created resentment on both sides I think Mm -hmm. like for me for him and him for me Mm -hmm. because I would have been just okay with the fact that he was only gonna give me 70 percent yeah and I don't mean that like 70% 70% of like commitment effort or anything, or anything like that yeah. or effort. He was mm-hmm. always 100% effort, always 100% commitment with me. Mm-hmm. But he was not 100% vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know now that that like was fear. Mm-hmm. And like, not fear of like his feelings, but I think fear that like he couldn't deal with it because it's mm-hmm. a lot. Like, Especially when you hold something in for that long. Yeah. Like anyone who's ever come out, I think is like, this is a good analogy because Mm -hmm. you have that fear of how people will react, Mm -hmm. what they're going to say. Yeah. Or am I going to have to move out? Like, do I, it's like, it's just like this huge Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. And like, once you take the lid off, it's out there. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted so badly for him to just like, let the monster out of the cage so that Mm -hmm. he could like have peace Mm -hmm. because I saw it torturing him and and he like just couldn't do it Mm. and I had to decide if I was gonna like cage my own feelings Mm -hmm. and like just push them down like I did before to stay in the relationship Mm -hmm. or like let it out and just like be in tune with what I was feeling and be honest in the moment. Yeah. That goes back to our intuition episode where um, Carl Rogers said like the greatest wisdom he's had has been in like his intuition and trusting his gut. And like, it comes to be true later on, you know? Um, It does. Well, that's what I was going to say too, is like, you're absolutely right because everything in me, like my head and my heart was both like, mm -hmm. you love him so much. Like, stay like, and you can still love someone and not be with them yeah not want to be with them. and i wanted like so badly to stay mm-hmm. like i genuinely think if he had made the effort to like let some of those feelings out mm-hmm. i would still be with him yeah but like the facade was so like strong and like it was just such like this literally i felt like there was like a wall between us yeah he wouldn't let himself feel enough mm-hmm. to, like, empathize with how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cut you off, though. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Sorry. <laughs> this has just been, like, me fucking, like, venting. I need no, a therapy okay. session. I know. Oh, my gosh. Actually, this is hilarious. 
this was like literally four days ago, but I went down to San Diego to just like Mm -hmm. be with friends, be with family because I felt like that was what I needed. Like I Mm -hmm. genuinely just wanted to like heal. Mm -hmm. Um, And my boss was like so amazing. She was like, I came into work and like, we're cool. Like she's really sweet. Like we're actually Mm -hmm. friends, but she was like, are you okay? Because I think like, I'm sure she She knew. Yeah. Like I came in and I had to work. That's the thing. Like we broke up that morning. Oh my God. I felt so bad for you. Literally heartbroken. Like I was crying. I was crying at like, work nonstop. And then I like had to go into work at like one mm-hmm. and work. It was New Year's Eve. It was like 11 hour shift. And the first table I walked up to, I was like, hi. And I was just, you know, when you have to do the like customer service, yeah, yeah, yeah. like fake, like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, how are you? Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was gearing up to do that. And I just like, I was like, oh, this is like, so hard to do because I was mm-hmm. like I was well, my whole reason for leaving in the relationship was that I didn't want to mask my feelings yeah and I wanted to like exp- like just feel them yeah but like you kind of have to do that to like give good service yeah but anyway I go up to the table and I'm like do that and then like, I'm like hi how are you guys happy new year you know and it's mm-hmm. not like probably the same enthusiasm I usually have mm-hmm. but then they turn around and it's like this girl and guy mm-hmm. and it's like older guy like woman who's like slightly younger they're like closer in age than me and my boyfriend were mm-hmm. but they're like oh my gosh we just got engaged and i was like <laughs> literally the like no. nausea that came over me i've never felt you so, wanted to like, punch them i literally wanted to punch them both <laughs> in the face and it's like i was like it just like stabbed me in the heart like a little bit more oh. it was like twisting the blade you probably just stood there in silence and they were like uh no why I did. You? it took me what? a minute because i was like what is the normal reaction to this i had to like check in with myself yeah like and then i was like congratulations yeah <laughs> and it probably sounded so fake so fake and they're like oh <laughs> yeah no literally i probably ruined their day i feel so bad but like i brought over some champagne after i was like, yeah but then I went back and I was like, I told my coker, I was like, you got to take that table. Yeah. Like, I just am too vulnerable to deal with this right Aww. now. But it was kind of funny. Pipo. But yeah, no, it's like, it's rough. Like, it's having horrible. your heart broken is terrible. And I just wanted to, A, share my experience. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like talking about these things really does help you heal like so this is therapeutic for me yeah but also like i think if there's like literally anyone else out there who like happens to hear this and relate to it yeah like i just hope it makes them feel less alone i remember when i was going through my heartbreak i all i wanted to do was talk about it it's yeah. like so time consuming and it's so annoying mentally too. Like, exhausting I have the greatest sympathy for all my friends right now because they genuinely oh i talked about it till i was yeah till i was blue in the face yeah. like my sister was probably wanted she probably wanted to strangle me because i like called her like every it's like i could hear people getting i could tell people were getting annoyed with me but i didn't care yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? I didn't care either. I've never related to that more. Yeah. Because it's like, and like the real ones like Mm -hmm. aren't annoyed because they get it. Like, you've been amazing. Like, I've Mm -hmm. called Molly probably like every five minutes the past like four days, like Mm -hmm. just nonstop. And she's had her own shit to deal with. But like, Mm -hmm. she's had been so patient. And it's true. Like, once you've been through it, it, you have to like vent it. Once you, like we were saying before, once you've been through it, you like, it made, I told you it made me a better person yeah. to like have my heart shattered 
because now I see it in other people and I'm like, I actually have real empathy. Yeah. Whereas before it was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. what happened to you? And I like didn't understand. And now I'm like, I get it. I, I know. You've literally I'm so it. sorry. Yeah. Like it adds this whole other level of genuineness. Um, so I have some points I read wrote down yeah so we wanted to like why am i british (laughs) just wrote down a few points (laughs) that's really good um but like we just wanted to share some of our wisdom and like i'm hoping that i some of your advice can help me just because this is something that i'm like very much still going through yeah um but i also wrote down a few things myself that i wanted to share that that just like that i've learned from the situation Mm -hmm. um but I'd love to hear, like, what you have to say. Okay. So starting off, like we were saying, it's – you just – it's something that you're constantly thinking about when you're going through it. Like, it's so mentally draining. Yeah. So I found – I am literally have, like, three journals sitting next to me right now of that I've written in from she my did. heartbreak. We decided we're, like, we got to do – we got to talk about breakups and a heartbreak. And I was, like, hold on. And I was, like, <laughs> no. Like, I honestly was, like, almost didn't want to talk about it because it was just, like – it's still very emotional for me. Yeah. Um. But Molly was like, "All right, let me pull out the files." Yeah. And so I literally <laughs> pulled out three journals <laughs> and pulled out these like three journals. Okay. Like full of all of her like breakup tea. Oh so, yeah. Like I've got it. It's all. about to get real. Um. So yeah, that's my first point is to journal. I think that was like the most therapeutic thing when I was really in the thick of it. Was yeah. like. Just even in my notes app, I would just write down the thought that I had. And it would be like such a niche, weird thought like, oh, if this had happened differently this way, then maybe he would have done. And I'm like, why do I keep thinking about this? And then I would write it down and I was like, oh, when I write it down, it's like I don't have to think about it anymore because I know because your brain doesn't want to let it go. But if you write it down, then you're kind of like telling yourself, okay, it's not gone. I can go look at it. You need like a witness to your experience. Yes, exactly. And like when you can't talk to someone about it, writing it down or like even like this podcast, that's like part of why I thought this would help me. It was like, I'm going to treat this like my therapy session. Yeah. You know? Okay. So you want to hear the first thing I ever wrote after um, Christmas market gate? (laughs) (laughs) The way you phrased that. Okay, so give like super quick synopsis. A really but, like, quick context. Uh, I had my heart broken at a Christmas market, earth shattering. Ethan was there. I cried. Um, I literally was like mute for a day because the man that she <laughs> was mute for a day because <laughs> I was so heartbroken. <laughs> no, it was like there was a genuine shock. Yeah, it was like, a shock I factor. I think that like in order to have your heart broken like that, part of it has to be. Like, you have to be blindsided at least a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, it does come out of nowhere. And I think that's part of what is so painful. Yeah. Is, like, you didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway, long story short, he, like, showed up with another girl. He showed up with another girl and my heart was broken. Anyways, yeah. okay. Flashback December 29th, 2017. This is my first journal entry of a long back. heartbreak journal. Um, This is funny and kind of cringy and embarrassing. I was so dramatic. <laughs> I wrote... I just dove headfirst into a pint of Cherry Garcia ice cream and didn't stop until I hit the bottom. That's a- so poetic. That <laughs> sounds like the opening to like a movie. It's official. So-and-so has broken my heart. <laughs> and then like the next pages are just me like venting. Um, but yeah, that's advice point number one. Number two, going off of that, 
Um, I always tell people this, like the one thing that gets me through is like planning for the future. Like once you've gone through, obviously you have to go through that really feeling your feelings. Those are some other points I have. Listen, I do think that you should listen to sad music to an extent. That's honestly, that's a controversial thing too. Cause I was like, for me, that's always helped me. I I think think it it maybe depends on your like personality type. Yeah. But I like needed that when it like first happened like yeah you know like the if you open my spotify right now it's like literally all like adele like mm-hmm. oldies just like emo shit yeah and it's i think part of it is because it does like help you process your feelings yeah you know yeah it gives you something to relate to you you understand that other people like when you after you've gone through heartbreak you'll hear old love songs or whatever yeah. or heartbreak songs and you're like oh i totally understand what and they're saying now it. and there's like even though it's a sad like sentiment or like the song is about something sad there's something comforting about the fact that like someone else has felt that and if it's a popular song you know that a lot of people have a lot of people resonate with it yeah that's why like i was like listening to it like i think that's why adele is so popular like Mm -hmm. she has like most of her music is like about heartbreak and like sadness and like Mm -hmm. loss and relationships Mm -hmm. but like i think that's why she's like gets the big bucks like people love her and they listen to her to like help grieve their you know trauma Mm -hmm. and their relationships yeah so i do think that's important but to an extent um also when you're in the thick of it you gotta cap it at a certain point i'd say like no more than like a month yeah but a month is stretching it and then even like two weeks you know what i did i wrote myself i made a sad playlist and then i would just like go in the shower listen to the sad playlist and cry (laughs) no honestly like it sounds crazy but i did the same thing i was in the mcdonald's driving lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) mcdonald's drive through okay this is like 12 hours after i worked a 12-hour shift on new year's eve i go to the drive-thru at mcdonald's because it's the only thing open yeah and my immediate need was like french fries it's yeah. like my I think it was just like my comfort food mm-hmm. and I was like I gotta get french fries but I go to the drive-thru and it's like it took me an hour yeah an hour to get my food oh my because gosh because it was New Year's and there's only Ugh. one that's 24 hours like the rest all that closed sucks. at midnight and it was one so I pulled yeah. up and I'm just sitting in the car listening to Adele like sobbing and I yeah. pull up to the window like bloodshot eyes mm-hmm. wet face <laughs> and the woman's like here's your food happy New Year mm-hmm. and I'm like thank you <laughs> it was literally like so pitiful it was like almost comedic yeah anyway you gotta like at a certain point i think you do have to cap the like sad music yeah okay but sorry proceed i like went off on a tangent no it's all good i'm just um yeah so sad music um and then when you're in the thick of it also like grieving the life that you had imagined yeah um with that person and like understand okay that was another big thing when i went through my heartbreaks i would say more so boy number two was realizing that half of the magic of my relationship was what i was giving yeah it wasn't actually real it was actually me imagining and romanticizing the relationship this is didn't we give him an alias like jeremy or something jeremiah jeremiah yeah which is like boyfriend number two. So hilarious. That sounds like <laughs> like I don't know. A single Why did we come up with Jeremiah. that? Anyways, um, half but no, of it you were is in love like, with like the version of him in your head. Yeah, you saw the potential of what he could be, too, and you probably. need to grieve that too. Yeah. So like, feel your feelings. Listen to sad music. 
grieve the life that you thought you were going to have that's no longer a possibility. Yeah. And then going back to writing everything down, once you've gone through that and you're like ready to like look forward, I the thing that helps me the most is like envisioning my future and like my five-year plan and my future partner and being specific. So like that's why I have so many fucking journals is because I have written so much about like I've written my five-year plan like or who I envision myself in five years, not a five-year plan, but like how I see myself in five years so many times. I've written that over and over because it gives me hope and I'm not just like sitting in the past and being like, oh, what if this had been different? And what if this had been different? And then I would still be with this person and then I would be happy. It's like, okay, well, that's not a possibility anymore. The past is in the past. I do think that's a good thing to keep in mind. And like that is a good strategy to like give yourself something to like look forward to and recognize Mm -hmm. that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. However, I will add this as a stipulation. You can't jump to this step. No. You can't. That's why I said like you have to feel your feelings. You have to feel your feelings. You have to. That's what my ex did. Like he jumped to this step. And then got into a relationship with me because he was like, I'm ready for the future. I want all the good stuff. Yeah. And it was. It was, like, amazing. We had this, like, year of, like, bliss. Mm -hmm. It was perfect. Yeah. But because he didn't fully, like, cope with the past and deal with what he, like, had all the pain from his last relationship, like, Mm -hmm. we couldn't move forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I just want, like, people to know that, like, that works but like don't bring other people into it if you're still haven't healed mm-hmm. because like that pain catches up to you it does yeah you can't like skip that step you can't skip it you have to feel it and a lot of people skip it and that's why a lot of people struggle consistently with relationships yeah. because they don't do the inner work yeah so you have to feel your feelings and go to therapy if you need and yeah. like work through that underlying whatever is going on that childhood trauma and i get it have. it's like Therapy is not for everyone either. Like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a great tool. And I think it honestly helps a lot of people get there faster if you're someone who's interested in, like, getting it over with. Mm-hmm. But I do think you can do it on your own with introspection. You just have to be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And But some people can't do that. Like, some people need someone to be like, mm, I think it's really no. hard to maybe, do that. Maybe you think like this because of this. And just, like, Mm -hmm. Having someone, like, reflect your own ideas back at you can be so helpful. Yeah. Um, And also, you can't skip over that part because um, time. Like, you need time. You need need to forget. So, like, that's why relationships and, like, heartbreak is so hard to get over because your brain is, like, playing tricks on you. So time can either, like – help you heal it usually helps you heal but also i found that like when i went through my first heartbreak the more time went on the more i romanticized that relationship because your brain forgets all the bad parts because obviously you you don't want to think about the bad parts of your relationship you want to remember all the good things and that's why people always like want to get back with their ex because they remember all of the amazing times the most beautiful moments and I think I was really lucky to rekindle with boy number one. Yeah. Because I we realized. Give him an alias too. It's like, <sighs> I don't know. That's fine. Anyway, boy number one. Boy number one for now. Boy next door. <laughs> boy. Because that's what he was. He kind of was boy next yeah. door. Um, because it showed like, oh, 
what was real and what was just my memory yeah. that has romanticized it, you know? Yeah. Um, and you do. Like, you have to, like, know that when it's over, all of those, like, good things are going to seem like they were so much, like, Yeah, they're going to be highlighted. Yeah. And it's not to say that they weren't in the moment. Like, yes, you had those incredible moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, make sure that, like, you're not just getting back together with someone mm-hmm. because you're ignoring all the bad parts too. But also maybe I tell Allie this, like maybe do get back together because you're not going to be done until you're really ready. Yeah. And like, if you try to force yourself to, I told you this too. Yeah. If you try to force yourself to break up before you're ready, like you're going to go back to that person. Yeah. Just like I did. Yeah. Because your brain has unresolved shit and like you're not, um, you don't have closure. Yeah. And no, so you have to wait have until you're ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, like, I think I did leave before I was ready a little bit. Like, I mm-hmm. I didn't want to. Yeah. You know? But I knew that if I stayed, it would, A, hurt a lot more mm-hmm. when I did it the next For time. For both of you. For both of us, because we would have been farther down the road together. Mm-hmm. And B. And B, it would have been harder to leave in general because mm-hmm. it's like I already like would have ignored my first like instinct mm-hmm. and that gut feeling that like something wasn't right and I had mm-hmm. to go, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And be honest with yourself and trust your gut. Like I was telling you, your gut, I think Allie and I were both telling you, your gut literally has like a billion neurons and is like a second brain. And I didn't know this until you said this, but this is so interesting to me. So actually – I always thought that like trust your gut was just like a saying. No, it's real. But it's like that's why probably why we have that feeling. That's why anxiety manifests with actual real like stomach issues and IBS. It's yeah. Because your gut is literally connected to your brain. And when you have anxiety, your gut reacts. Oh, my um, God, no. Faster than your faster than your that I've been having lately. Sorry, this is way too much information. (laughs) Uh, I hope you're not listening to this in a public setting. Yeah, my stomach has been so upset since Mm -hmm. the breakup, and I like honestly like haven't been hungry. Like my appetite's down. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like a vat of acid though. Like it's so like turned up, and I think it's because of that. Like it's literally like the emotional. Well, that's why they say trust your gut, trust your intuition. It's because your gut literally knows the answer before you do. We kind of talked about that in the intuition episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. Some other points. Um, so once you you've gone through that like hard phase and you're ready to look forward, planning for your future, also writing down what your ideal partner looks like and being very specific, not about like uh, looks, but about their personality and qualities. And yeah. qualities. I think I've also said this before. And then look at those qualities and ask yourself, do I have them? Yeah. And am That's I a, a person great that thing I would to date do for anyone who's in the dating game? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you said, am I a person I would date? Because yeah. I think people oftentimes are so focused on like what they want their partner to be like mm-hmm. that they forget that they like by t- having a partner, you also become someone's partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, another thing that like goes along with making these lists about like the person you want to be um, is like thinking about who you were before you met this person. Yeah. So like that was really hard for me to do when I was in like a three year long relationship. And then like we kind of had a situation ship after that. It was like five years. I had to remember who I was in high school and 
like, what did I like to do? What were my hobbies? Like going back to who you are deep down because you can truly lose yourself in a relationship if it's not right for you. And you have to like reconnect with that person yeah. and really become like sound and firm in what you want out of your life. Because if you're not, you will like bend to anyone and yeah. you will mold like we were talking about. You will yeah. mold yourself to be somebody else's perfect person, but that's not genuine to yourself. Yeah. And you're going against the flow. You're going against who you are. that friction within yourself mm -hmm. is going to like erode it will come out. who you are. Yeah, but it like literally erodes who you are. Exactly. And it can't stay inside forever. Like no. it will manifest in other ways and probably mm -hmm. cause you to like resent your partner and yeah. yourself. Exactly. And I saw the potential for that if I had, like, stayed and tried to be the person he wanted me to be. Mm -hmm. And I, like, that's why, like, I think that leaving the relationship honestly gave us both, like, the most, like, the best chance for actually, like, maybe being together down the line. Mm -hmm. And, like, I wanted to explain that to him in the moment, but I just, like, couldn't find the words because I was so emotional. Mm -hmm. But, like... I'm I wrote him a letter and I like I hope that he can like understand that from like what I'm saying yeah because like I literally did it for both of us mm -hmm. and that was what was hardest was like it looked and felt like a selfish de selfish decision to be the one that to like end the relationship but it genuinely was like what I believed would like be the healthiest overall and mm -hmm. like the best thing for him yeah. and for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I honestly would have stayed if I thought it was, like, going to be good for him, mm -hmm. even if it, like, or, like hurt me because I loved him. Mm -hmm. But, like, I knew that if I did that, I would build resentment against him and I, like, would not ultimately not respect myself. Yeah. You know? We've talked about being honest with yourself and being true to yourself is also like the kindest thing you can do for the other person. It, it because you're really causing is. That less was like pain. one of the things I wrote down that I was like I learned from this relationship was like you by being yourself and being honest with who you are, mm -hmm. you're only when you do that can you like be fully authentic with other people. Yeah. It causes less pain in the long run. That reminds me of a very philosophical like nonsensical idea I can't remember if I told it to you or if I told Allie that I had about like listening to you go through this it kind of just like jolted my memory of going through heartbreak and everything and I had this idea like when I broke up with boy next door it was because I had like this deep gut feeling that I needed to like be on my own for a while and like travel and make new friends and just like discover who I was because I was literally like 18. I didn't know who I was. Yeah. I was a child. And um like you don't even really understand. I didn't you even do really understand. First. That's kind of how I felt too. It was yeah. like I just knew I had to like listen to my gut. And that it sounds like you did the same thing. Yeah. Like you just had to like trust yourself. Yeah. So this is a really roundabout idea. I don't know if you'll get what I'm trying to say is like, I thought the other day I was like, after I made that decision and I broke up with him, I actually went and did all those things. Yeah. I discovered myself. I feel very like more firm in who I am now. I traveled a lot. Yeah. I made a lot of girlfriends and like 
people who I love and I had a lot of experiences um, and that I never would have had if I had stayed in that relationship. And I loved that person to death. Yeah, that's I how I feel. continued to yeah. love them. I still love them. I always love them. Um, but my idea was like, what if this is going into the idea like time is not linear. Yeah. <laughs> like what if I already knew my future? Like, so you could say, okay, Molly, you're being dumb. Like, um, obviously you broke up with him and then went and did all those things. Like X leads to whatever, yeah. you know, but what if, cause it was a feeling that I didn't truly understand. What if I had that feeling? Cause I already knew like my life. You know, like time okay, isn't like linear. Do you see what I'm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I already knew that that was what I needed, and that was what how my life needed to go. Basically, you're saying that like intuition is basically like foresight. Like it's yeah. like psychic. I guess. I mean, you are kind of psychic, so like that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Like I do yeah. think, but at a certain point, I think the more that you trust your intuition and like trust your gut. Mm-hmm the more you can like hone it it is like it's i was talking to my dad about this but like it becomes like a skill it is a skill yeah it is a skill that's a part of meditation you become better at like honing in it's called um interoception it's how connected you are with your inner being so continue no literally i think it's something that you have to practice Mm -hmm. and it's just like you know like fucking basketball or like Something that's, like, a little bit, you know, like, like mental. It's, like, practicing your flashcards. Like, if yeah. you were, like, practicing long division or something in your head. Yeah. You have to, like, recognize the feeling mm-hmm. of, like, when you know something's off or, like, when you, like, feel like this is what I should be doing. Yes. And you have to trust it. And the mm-hmm. more you trust that feeling and mm-hmm. the more that you, like, follow that when it happens, I think mm-hmm. – the more in tune you become with those moments and the more you will like recognize those moments when you're like, something's off. Okay. So can I tell you um, a study they did about this idea? Yeah. So this is called interoception, which is interoception. basically like, I don't know what you call it, but like, it's yeah. basically how connected you are to your inner being and like your hunger cues, like your gut feelings, yeah. like your heartbeat. So they did a study where they had people just like sit mm-hmm. and they were recording their heartbeat. And they would just sit and then they asked the person to like tap their finger, like touch a button every Mm -hmm. single time they knew that their heart was beating. Mm -hmm. So they were like tap, 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 whatever. Yeah. The people who were dancers and athletes and meditated had – they were on beat like really close with their actual heartbeat. Like they they knew when their heart was beating. Yeah. The people who were stressed and like, um, you know, had corporate jobs, mm-hmm. were less in tune with their body, didn't work out or whatever, they were way off. They had no idea when their heart was beating. Yeah. So you actually can like hone in on that skill of yeah. like being connected to your inner body, which is really interesting. It like clouds your judgment. Yeah. When you're not. Yeah, well, like, the stress, like, all of those, like, obligations and things, like, when you don't... It disconnects you. ...take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you do become disconnected from yourself, Mm -hmm. which is, like, such a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. But, like, I genuinely think that, like, when you are self-aware and, like, know your body and, like, what feels right or wrong to you, like, you're, you're, like, 
able to take care of yourself better because mm-hmm. like yeah. you know what you need you know what you need and that's a part of like going through heartbreak is figuring out what you need yeah uh what you like and what you don't like and you're you're so young you're how old are you 23 23 as of a week ago like that is what your teens and 20s are for yeah i thought that i had it all figured out when i was 18 oh well i I mean (laughs) i think that there's people who think that they have it all figured out at 50 and like and they don't yeah you know what i mean like and i don't say that to like insult anyone or undermine anyone's like feeling of security Mm -hmm. but i do think that like people lie to themselves and like dilute themselves into believing and they can stay in the same mode from when they're 16 or yeah literally it's like it becomes like just like a coping mechanism that like is cyclical and the more you do it the like further you remove yourself from like being connected to like your true feelings like Mm -hmm. the more that that came out so badly like no it makes sense but like the more you do that, I think, and the more you like box up those feelings and like avoid it and like mm-hmm. separate yourself from that. Yeah. Cause that's what it is. Like you're separating like the internal feeling of who you are and like mm-hmm. your feelings from like how you present yourself. Yeah. You know? It's true. It's like you're splitting yourself into two people, basically. And that's not sustainable. It's not. Mm-hmm. Just the like any gay per- will tell you. The other Yeah, literally. <laughs> The other person will catch up to you, like eventually. Yeah. That sad person, because that's what you're—that's what you're doing. You're basically creating like another version of yourself who's like endured all of this sadness and trauma. Yeah. But they will follow you forever if you don't finally turn around and you're like, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. Well, With you can yourself. also look you know at it I mean? from like a positive perspective. Like your inner being will always like shine through, yeah. and what the person you're meant to be is like inevitable yeah. and will always like whatever is meant for you will find you. That helped me. That idea helped me when I was going through heartbreak. Like yeah. this isn't meant for me. So I need to let it go and like just trust that the universe has my back universe, God, whatever you believe. Um, and like whatever will be, will be. Yeah. So, completely. I think that's really good advice. Um, oh my God. I just like choked back a burp. Do you ever have that where you I do like, all have to of, swallow it? All of our episodes and everything after we pause starts with your like body I'm <laughs> noises. Sorry, I know. I'm Remember when you were like, sorry, I'm sticky. What? That's well, what no. episode. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway. Sorry um, guys, we just took a hiatus because we had to pee. But um Yeah, it was like a little break. Um this episode, we're gonna wrap things up. Um I found this letter that I wrote after my first heartbreak. Um, in the one of thousand journals that I wrote, um, and it says what I want in a husband. So this is going back to what we were talking about, where you need to like think about what you want your future partner to look like, yeah, and like get excited for it. Now that we've told you what you don't want, um, these are some good things to look for. Yes. Okay. Number one, um, intelligence. Well, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Number two, uh, ambition. Honestly, ambition That's really for me necessary. is really necessary. Too. If you're just playing video games and eating Cheetos, I'm sorry, no. Which like everyone needs their downtime. I get everybody that. needs their hobby, but yeah, like I come home after work and I like do like binge TV sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have like goals down the road, it, it's really yeah, it's just a turn off. Like it mm-hmm. tells me that you're not excited about life. 
mm-hmm. you know. I like this one. Someone that can make me laugh until my stomach hurts. That's so a really like, good one. You know, like anybody can really make you laugh, but like, you know, there's a very few set of people that can like make you like belly belly yeah. laugh. Yeah. Like, no, like you're one your of those people. Hurt, where your abs hurt. You're one of laughing. those people for me. Like I Aww. have belly laughed and like it's not it doesn't happen very often, but Yeah. Um someone who gets along with friends and family. We talked about that one. One hundred percent. Uh someone that is kind. Yeah. Wants kids, that's for me. Not everybody. Uh can compromise. Huge, huge one. Yes. Somebody that only says I'm sorry when they mean it. That was a huge one for me. That okay, explain. Like you don't want like, them to say I that I'm hate... sorry just to like patch things yes, up. Yes. Okay. That's my pet peeve. Me too. I hate that. I'm like it tells no. me that you don't mean it when it's that easy to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? I if you're just saying it to say it, what's the point? Like this problem's just gonna come back up. Exactly. I hate that. Yeah, no, me too. I think um, that's a lot bigger red flag than people realize too. Someone that likes to dance. Okay, that's I a actually, huge requirement I for me. I didn't realize that that how big of a requirement that was for me until I dated my now ex mm-hmm. because he was very like serious. Like he was he just never like, danced. Yeah, I mean he's like a man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which is like part of what was like sexy to me yeah. about him to me. Yeah, and it's still sexy because he's like is more serious. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like I don't know. Like there's certain guys like. James Bond, like, wouldn't be, like, out, he would like, never doing dance. the shuffle. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's, but that's, like, se- he's still sexy to me, but you have to be able to have fun. But it, you also I have do to be love secure dancing. enough in your masculinity to be able to be goofy. To be goofy. I agree. I think it actually tells me that you are more confident and more secure in yourself mm-hmm. to, like, not care to what people loose. think. And just dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's number... Those are the next ones. Like, Completely. let loose and be spontaneous. No, because I love to dance. And, like, we'd go out to the club sometimes, and I was, like, I had to dance around him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, that's sad. It is kind of sad. <laughs> it made me feel like that, like, one – I mean, no shade to this. Like, the one drunk chick that everyone's just, like, tolerating. Everyone's you know like, I mean? okay, yeah. yeah. Um, doesn't get jealous. Doesn't care what I wear. Oh, I'm so passionate about this one. Oh, my God. Okay, go I off. am so passionate. If the guy I'm dating – have makes any comments about what I'm wearing unless he's saying you're beautiful, you look amazing, da da da. If he says anything else, you're gone. I can't deal with it. I know that I'm not dressing with like my titties out. Yeah. Like said friend earlier we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. I know that I'm not doing anything that is that crazy. I know I have limits. But honestly, even if you were, it's your body, your choice. And if they can't deal with that, like, fuck them. Exactly. But I'm just saying for me personally, I trust myself to be able to decide that I can, like, dress appropriately. You should be able to set your own boundaries. Yes. Yeah. So you should trust that I am, like, strong enough in my – not even strong. Like, that I'm a capable human. Yeah. Anyways. It's insulting. It's, like, insulting to your intelligence. Exactly. And to your – image of yourself when they say that like oh you shouldn't wear that or like wow are you really gonna dress like that you know what i mean this one's funny someone that likes playing in the snow (laughs) (laughs) i'm so opposite (laughs) oh yeah you hate the snow i don't fuck with the snow like i love snow if my boyfriend was like let's go sledding and be like okay honey i'll yeah like see you later i wrote this one this was when i was 18 granted 
So I don't know if I still believe this one, but I wrote somebody that understands that money is trivial. I kind of agree that, and disagree. Okay, yeah, that's I think that can go both ways. You know what I mean? I like think that some, can be a good thing, but mm-hmm. it can be a really serious problem if they take that too literally. Yeah. You need to be responsible. Yeah. But I I hate when people fight over money. I think it's so I just it's so think pointless that like <laughs> in my eyes. I agree. But I also as someone who is like not rolling in it like yeah i know its value yeah and so i think it's important to be with someone who also understands understands its value you know what i mean mm-hmm. at least for me mm-hmm. um but yeah i do think it, i completely agree like if we're fighting over money i like i don't want to be in a relationship like that yeah with anyone me neither i never want to fight friends. over money like, i've realized through the years it's Some really friends hard are to very be sensitive. friends with people yeah who have a weird relationship with money. It is. It is. It's true. Um, That kind of goes along with like having patience, um, just being like a responsible person. Yeah. Human. And then lastly, uh, kisses me a lot and likes doing it. I will add to this. I think a new requirement is words of affirmation for me. Like I need to hear me you too. say – that you think I'm pretty and you love me and whatever. If you're just sitting there and like just expect me to know what you're thinking, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I, I need like words either. of affirmation. Yeah, I mean, I don't want. I honestly, okay, I agree with that, but I also don't like when guys like put me on a pedestal. Yeah, I've had that before, and in a weird way, it adds this pressure where mm-hmm. you feel like you have to be this perfect thing for them yeah. like all the time. And I don't fuck with that either. That's hard. That is really hard. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that like telling you they love you or like you look great, like mm-hmm. just simple compliments like that are so essential. Yeah. They are. It's true. Yeah, I've just realized that recently. But – and physical touch is The huge. kissing thing though is huge for me too. Physical touch, yeah. Like if – I am always the one that has to, like, go in for the kiss. No. I've, I've, I've realized this, too, especially with, like, gay dating and gay men. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if part of it is, like, fear of PDA or, like, internalized oh. homophobia. Yeah. But, like, sometimes I do have to be the one to, like, initiate, like, physical, like, lo- like romance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't want to have to always be that person. And I'm not even talking about, like, just, like, guys I go on a date with once and then gone. Yeah. Because, like, normally I don't really care to do that yeah. anyway. Or we'll have sex and then he'll leave. Yeah. Which is my forte. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, like that I'm fine with. But, like, yeah. if it's a boyfriend or, like, someone that you're, like, going to be serious with, like, a husband, mm-hmm. like, they've got to be able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, like, for a uh, – straight relationships like i have found that when i'm in a bar setting and i am like a little bit more of a pursuer like i get more shit done because guys are so afraid but then if that continues it's like i feel desperate like i'm in a desperate energy and i don't like that halfway they need to like flip it yeah like i'll i found the best you know approach for me Mm -hmm. is like going up to them at the bar and then like being like okay like now it's up to you yeah. Yeah. Because you've, like, broken the ice mm-hmm. by, like, saying something or, like, 
making it seem like you're approachable and like easy to talk to. Yeah. But then if they don't follow up, they're just like, you know that they're like chicken. You know what I mean? Like they just don't have the And then I just let it go. And then you let it go because you realize like that's probably not the guy you want anyway. Yeah. You You have to be able to let go. That's for everything. For breakups. You really do. Yeah. Be willing to let them go. Yeah. (laughs) Good boo. Well, I feel like we imparted (laughs) some wisdom here. I'm going to try to pretend that I didn't just notice Molly throwing shade at me (laughs) in my situation. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Ethan's Therapy Session. I guess we're going to let it go. Yeah. Um, Oh, that was the other thing I meant to say. Super quick. But this was like, I was in San Diego like two days ago and we were at Taco Stand, which if you've been, Mm -hmm. Molly was like raving about it. Oh, it's so good. So it was my first time going. But we were waiting for like an hour. It takes forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was, like, talking with Shailen about, like, my breakup, like, all day that day. And this woman who was, like, in front of us in line who was, like, also waiting for her food was, like, oh, my gosh, this is taking forever. And we just started talking to her. And then she told me she was a therapist. Really? Yes. And I was, like, oh, bitch, I've got some, like, questions Mm -hmm. for you. You know what I mean? And I just vented to her about my relationship. And it was, like, it was so weird because, like, I feel like every time that I've, like, been in an emotional or, like, vulnerable state in life, the universe has like looked out for me. Delivers. It was like Ethan needs a therapy session right now. Yeah. And then it like <laughs> dropped her this therapist like into the talk. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was just such a weird coincidence. Yeah. That I was like, maybe this is like meant to be. You know what you I mean? You really like, have to trust the universe. You do. You really do. Yeah. It's got your back. It has your best interest. The universe is love. God is love. Whatever you want to call it. Like it's only good. So yeah. Don't think that the world is out to get you. Um, burnt to- Going back to burnt toast theory, like something that's bad right now could actually be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. So trust the process. And we're going to talk about it more next time. I- I'm excited to hear more of your thoughts on heartbreak. We are going to do a heartbreak part two, heartbreak part two for next week. Yeah. Um, I promise it'll be less heavy than this week was. Yeah. So sorry. This and, like, was thank much you needed. for sticking with us. Um, I... I'm so appreciative of everyone who's, like, been there for me. Um, It's something that I'm still dealing with and, like, I'm going to continue to, like, cope with. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, something to look forward to. I have some really good stories, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, single Ethan is out again, so. I'm kind of excited. Hide your husbands. Hide hide your dads. But I won't say anything yet. Yeah. I'll let you have your grieving period. Thank you. You can listen to Adele all you want. Yeah, for no, I'm one in month. Morning period. Four weeks. Okay, I might that's need... your time limit. We'll see what we'll see about that. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Love you. See you next week. Hasta luego. <laughs>